Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bitter Rivals podcast, episode 93, after a Leafs victory, but we will get to that in just a second. We're just going to do a quick rundown about uh, the rest of the playoff series, and then we will get right into the three games that have transpired in the Leafs-Lightning series, because everybody knows that's all anybody wants to, to talk about if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> so... Let's uh, let's start in the Western Conference. It is uh, I'll let you kind of kind of shoot off these. It is two one Colorado in the Seattle Colorado series. Uh, yeah, actually Seattle took a surprising one uh, one game series lead after winning game one, but uh, Colorado's got two in a row now. Really dominant performance from them last night, and I expect them to kind of keep that rolling. Yeah, I don't know about that. I I, I was kind of surprised to see um them roll last night even like I don't know why I'm surprised they are the Stanley Cup champion but I just for some reason I have Seattle I I don't have them winning this series but I have them putting up a little bit more of a fight than they did last night um and yeah they 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 tried I thought home ice for Seattle would for, for whatever reason be a difference maker in that game last night and it just wasn't um Seattle what would they end up going up 2-1 in that game yeah, they were up 2-1, uh, ended up losing at 6-4. Yeah, and then Colorado just kind of, they. I, I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering this correctly, Colorado like went up big and then Seattle scored a couple goals late. Am I wrong in saying that? Sounds about right, yeah. So, that's, uh, yeah, it was It was kind of, I thought they, were, they, they would take advantage of home ice and they didn't. Anyway, moving on to another series, let's go Minnesota-Dallas. Uh, probably my favorite series so far. Uh, the game's just been crazy. We got double OT in game one, uh, and currently the Wild lead it two to one after beating Minnesota or after beating Dallas uh, five one. Yeah. So um, again, I'm kind of surprised to see Minnesota leading that series. I I think a lot of people had Dallas winning that. What it so is Minnesota's the wild card there, and Dallas is the one seed, correct? Or the the two seed. Uh, yeah, Dallas is the two seed, uh, the Wild were the three seed. Okay, got it, in the central. So they weren't a yeah. wild card team. That, uh, yeah, that series I am I, I did not have going that way. I thought Ottinger would take over, and he seems to have not been able to do that. So I think that's really what the Stars are waiting for. J-Rob hasn't really been too effective yet in the series. Still a lot of hockey yet to be played, but I'm not liking what I'm seeing from Dallas. Yeah, no, they have uh, they've not turned it on yet at all. Okay, let's move on to uh, a heartbreaker from yesterday for Winnipeg Jets fans, the Winnipeg and Vegas series. Uh, yeah, the Sioux boy, Mike Amadio, scored the double OT winner for Vegas last night. Went bar down. It was great. Um, it's been, honestly been a pretty decent series. I've been uh, really enjoying this one. Yeah, another one where I'm surprised the Jets didn't feed off of their crowd and take that game in overtime, especially after the comeback that they mounted. That was, uh, that was pretty electric well, I mean, to watch. They, they they got the big the big rally, uh, got the crowd going, and then yeah, they just kind of generated nothing in overtime, and it just took that one bounce, and uh, Vegas leads this series now two to one. Yeah, four check goal from Ivan Bar Bar Barbashev pops out to Amadio, Amadio goes bar down. That's yeah. that was the game, and especially after all of the momentum that they cooked up going into that overtime, I'm surprised that it ended that way. Uh, lastly, the Kings lead the Oilers two one. So, do you want to talk quick about the high stick? Yo, that was a clear high stick. <laughs> like, so blatant. Blatant. Like, there was, like, three angles know that showed a clear high stick. 
yeah, I, I don't know how they reviewed that and decided to let that stand, but whatever. Yeah, they got jo- <laughs> the Oilers got jobbed. Yeah, they really did. Simple. But I also think if you have, you know, McDavid and Drysdale on the team, they have you shouldn't be needing overtime to beat this LA team. But it is what it is. I hear you. Yeah, LA shouldn't be able to generate much five on five against the Oilers, right? And yeah. What it's really been, though, in that series as well is is a ref show. And that's how LA has been able to stay in the series and, and lead the series is power plays. Because they can't generate a whole lot five on five. All right. Let's move into the Eastern Conference. So uh, let's start uh, Bruins Panthers. So Boston up 2-1 in that series after taking game three in Florida. Yeah. Well, I mean surprising game two win for the Panthers. Uh, Boston just got nothing generated in that game two, gave up home ice advantage, but uh, yeah, kind of a little more back to normal, I would say, with game three and Boston being up 2-1 here. Yeah, without Bergeron too, which is, to me, a very, very big deal. Uh, they lost uh, to Krejci at some point as well too, did they not? I believe they did, and Allmark's been game time decision for a couple games straight as well. Yeah. So There you go. Uh, Devils, Rangers. I... Honestly, thought it was stick a fork in the Devils' time after the Devil after the Rangers went up two nothing in New Jersey. Yeah, like and, talk about blowing home ice advantage. <laughs> yeah, like tough. But then they storm right into MSG and win one last night in overtime. Dougie Hamilton. So I don't know. I thought it was stick a fork in the Devils' time, but we'll see what happens here. It's only two one, right? Yeah, and uh, I will. I'll apologize for all the Patrick Kane slander. Uh, he's fully back. He looks yeah. so good in this series. Playoff like, Patty is good. Play, playoff Patty is back. He looks yeah. very good. Very good. All right. Uh, Islanders, Hurricanes. Yes, yeah, so the Hurricanes are up 2-1 in this series, but huge blow for them losing uh, uh, Taravainen bro- to a broken hand for the uh, the playoffs. So that sucks. Uh, and surprise, surprise, no call on the, the slash or any sl- supplemental discipline for it. And he got a yeah. broken hand. Great stuff. Yeah, good job, NHL. Sick league. Yeah, great, great stuff. And uh, uh, yeah, I feel actually, like we, are go we, ahead. I was gonna say, do we, are we gonna go into it now, or do, is there anything else you wanted to? Uh, just when we were talking about the Jets series, like we we yes. were talking about the Svechnikov inju- inju- injury, Morrissey yes. injury is huge for them. Oh yeah, like that's oh like, for the series. That, that, well, I think I heard it could be longer. Oh, it could be, but definitely the series, according to bonus. Yeah, that's uh, that's a huge loss for them. Uh, we talked about him last week as being a potential, like, getting Norris votes. So, yeah, to lose him yeah, is just... He, he's a difference maker for, for Winnipeg, and losing your top defenseman in a playoff series is never going to be good, ever. Yeah. And especially, like, three games into it. The worst. Yeah. All right, so I think how I want to do this is I, I'll do, go game by game. All right? Yeah, so game I think that one, makes the most sense. I think game one was an absolute nightmare. For Leafs fans, that was a horrible, horrible experience. Uh, for me, I was, I had an exam at seven o'clock. I rifled through it. Was done by eight o five, and checked my phone to see the score two nothing. It was three nothing by the time I actually got home. Like I was watching it on my phone in the car. I had it playing. <laughs> Promise, I wasn't actually watching it. I was just listening. Listening, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it was three nothing by the time I got home, and 
didn't get much better in that game. It was a blowout, but I think sometimes it's better to get blown out because it's a lot easier to just kind of wipe the slate clean and, and not think about too much. You just, it was a bad game, get over it and, and come back. And uh, that's what they did in game two. They came out firing and get, oh, and I'm, the underlying theme through the entire series has been absolutely pitiful officiating. Yeah, I mean, Honestly, it's been a lot of these playoffs, not not even just this series. It's been uh, it's been not good. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that's why the Leafs lost game one, but I'm not saying that <laughs> they were doing any favors. Uh, Michael Bunting gave Eric Chernak a good good headshot headshot. And uh, he got three games, which I thought was very, very, very tough. I, I right, don't can think. We, can we put the brakes on here? Sure. So the hit itself, definitely five in the game, right? We're, we're in agreement. Agreement. Yeah, it's a clear headshot to a guy who doesn't even have the puck. Okay. And then, yeah, the, the three games is, uh, I figured it'd be like two. Because playoff games, counties, like, the league season is double. So I was like, four sounds about right. So what I kind of thought was going to happen, I figured he'd get a game. Like, I thought he was going to get a one-game suspension. I thought that two would be a little bit tough, but understandable. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? That's understandable. And three, I, I didn't even think three was, like, possible. Like, so if you're doing the general rule, which is two playoff, or one playoff game is two regular season games, that's yeah. six regular season games, which is double any suspension handed out this year. We've watched hockey, a lot of it. All year long, you're trying to tell me that nothing was as egregious as what Michael Bunting did to Eric Chernak. Like, it was definitely bad, but there have definitely been worse things that have happened this year. So where's, like... So, I, I know I know you, you'd like to claim bias from the league and the Department of Safety against the league, and it's I'm finding it harder and harder to argue with it that it's just incompetence. It's unreal. Like, really. <laughs> like I, I just don't understand that. And the best part was the next night, Nosek does the same thing to, uh, I forget who, but a Florida Panther player. Like, Hall. Stall. Stall. Yes. Sorry. I was like, Hall's Brune. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, uh, and, and nothing. Like, they don't even talk about it. The, the Department of Player Safety didn't. Like, also, out of all the shit that happened last night, but like we'll get it to it in game three. But Sam Lafferty got fined this morning, three grand for cross checking. Like out of all, like yes, he probably deserved it. Yeah. Cross check Ross Colton right in the mouth, but like that's <laughs> really that's what the you're one? focused on. Like yeah. that's unbelievable. Pat Maroon tried to slash a fan in Toronto. <laughs> Corey Perry, Saint Corey Perry, stop that from happening. You're welcome. That was wild. Corey Perry's never done a bad thing in his entire life. Just remember that. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Corey Perry was actually a big story in game one. He actually, I was just looking at the uh, the series page on the NHL website. He leads them in goals, assists, and points. Bro, like, I'm not even, like, so I I've, I've obviously was being sarcastic about him being a saint and never doing anything bad, but, like, I'm being dead serious. He always finds a way to step it up, even now in his like late 30s, like what, 35, 36? Yeah. Just thrives in these moments. You saw it when uh, the ACC was chanting, Perry sucks. The grin on his face. Like, they're just feeding him. You're giving him that, that motivation to fucking crank it up another level, and he always does in the playoffs. It's really like phenomenal to watch for a guy at that age to do what he's doing right now. 
Yeah. Uh, except I hate him and I wish Michael Bunting would have <laughs> two-handed him across the face. Or or across the ankles and snapped one of them. That's That's what... Like, he is the scummiest of scum. He truly is. He, he's one of the... Like... I don't know the guy, but I imagine him to be one of the worst individuals on this planet. Like, that's just the vibes that he gives off. Like, he is just the scum of scum. Like, the bottom of the barrel rat. And that's exactly what he is. Um, but he's an, but he's a he had an a, effective one. <laughs> he played a big factor in game one. A huge factor in game one. We'll get a little... We'll, we'll talk about another factor when we're talking about game three. But... Yeah, game one was was a nightmare. So the Leafs needed to bounce back in game two. I think if they lose game two, like honestly at that point, I felt that the series probably would have been pretty much over. If they lost game two at home and dropped both at home, similar to the way the fucking Devils did. I, I thought that, just like I thought the Devils, I would have thought stick a fork in the Leafs. But they did not, that's not how it went. Mitch Marner, power play goal, 47 seconds in, clap bomb from the point. Sneaks by Vasilevsky, one nothing early. Uh, the elation in Mitch's face scoring that goal was exactly how the rest of Leafs Nation felt. Just, oh my God, that is a weight off of everybody's shoulders. Uh, they make it 3 nothing by the end of the first period, similar to the way Tampa did in Game 1. And the Leafs have full control. Um, Tampa scores a goal to make it 3-1. And the Leafs, and, and by the way, the second was their best period that they've played maybe all year. The second period of game two was maybe the best period they played. They had a five-second lapse, and Eric Cole, for whatever reason, developed a pair of hands and scored a pretty sick goal. Um, Ian Cole? But, pardon? You said Eric Cole. Eric Cole. Ian Cole. <laughs> Ian Cole. Eric Cole <laughs> is not in the NHL anymore. No, but, God, uh, no. But uh, anyway... After that goal was kind of what we were going, to, like, we were kind of curious, what's going to happen here? Are they going to fucking fold because they just gave one up? Or what's going to happen? And they continued to play the best period that they've played all year, making it 6-1, scoring three goals by the end of the period. Um, what an effort. Honestly, that game was pure. And, and, the, and the third period was honestly very, very difficult to judge because there was just so much chippiness and everybody knew the game was over and everybody was just trying to get out of there without hurt, but hurting the other team without getting hurt, but hurting the other team. Like it was, you know what I mean? It was a uh, tough one to judge from a hockey perspective, but everybody got out of it. And yeah, uh, there wasn't much hockey played that period. Let's be real. No. And that was also the Matthew Nye's introduction to the, to the playoffs due to the bunting suspension. We'll talk a little bit more about that kid in a, in a few minutes here. We got a lot to talk about that we're just pushing down the road because I'm trying to get through these games. Uh, again, big game two, obviously, for the Leafs to come back. And I thought it was awesome that we beat them by one more goal than they beat us in game one. That just made me feel better about it for some reason. We beat them 7-2 and they beat us 7-3. I don't know why, but it made me feel better about the, the entire series. So moving on to game three. Uh, what a fucking hockey game. Like, that's that's about all. Like, I'm still buzzing like absolutely buzzing from last night it was what like what a hockey game um so the first goal that we scored was a wonderful primary assist from Matthew Nyes uh making his impact felt he is a big kid he is a fast kid and he is 
very, very quick on his edges when it comes to just like stop and starts in the court. He is he can shake off anybody. He can shake off Victor Hedman. He can shake off anybody. You know what I mean? He's just he's got something and he is not coming out of the lineup ever again. Unless he's hurt. Fire taking him out of the lineup is literally a fireable offense for Sheldon Keith. Like he is that good. He, he yeah, but he's. I know he's not. He's on the ice with, like, when we scored our goal with a minute left last night. Why not? Matthew Nice is on the ice, right? Like Sheldon Keith already knows this kid is good. Like this kid is good, and he's staying with this hockey team. Like he is now a part of this team. Anyway, beautiful primary assist on like a three. It was like a three on one, and uh, Nolachari on honestly a weak goal. Vasilevsky has looked very, very pedestrian in this series too. That's that's something that has caught my eye. He has an 8.53 save percentage looking at it right now. And uh, it looks I like mean, he has an 8.53 save percentage. He, especially after losing game two, we all know his record coming back after losing a game in the playoffs. He did not show that last night. That killer Vassy was not there. I was going to say that uh, both goalies have been pretty fucking dog shit. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think Samson after Samsonov's had a better night, but. Yeah, the first game, like, Samsonov had a bad night, absolutely. Game two, Samsonov looked very, very good. And last night, after putting one in his own net, uh, Samsonov looked fantastic. He finished the night with a 9-2-3 save percentage, 36 saves on 39 shots. I don't know what what more you want from him. After after the eh, first, he settled right in, and he looked great. And his movements shortened up, and he looked more comfortable, and it was, it was great to see. Um, but... In saying that, hold on, my computer just like. Can you see me? Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're good. Uh, but yeah, that um, Samsonov was great. I, Vasi, I don't know. He he just doesn't have that that killer instinct. You know when he's like looking back and forth like a psychopath. Yeah. And he's doing all of that stuff. That's kind of what he's not like. That's what he's not bringing at the moment. And uh, Leafs kind of exposed him. The, like the Morgan Riley goal last night, there wasn't even really a screen. Like Matthew Nice was in front of the net, but not in front of Vasilevsky's eyes. And that was just a flutter puck off the half wall. Like there wasn't, I don't know if he lost it, like in the crowd or what happened. Because it was just a fluttering little disc puck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like it wasn't. Like, like that's that's something, and I, I know I say this a lot, but I feel like that's like, like I could have saved that. Like it was just a fucking. It was, a, I don't know what he was doing on that. It was crazy. I am sorry. I kind of going all over the place. I, I'll, I'll go back to the good. second. That's all good. <laughs> so the second goal was uh, Mitch Marner develop, has developed this idea that he should just clap bomb it from the blue line every time he's there. <laughs> and it seems to be working because last <laughs> night, another one uh, tipped by Austin Matthews. What a fucking battle for position on that goal. Did you see that? Yeah. yeah. And what a tip. Like that was a perfect tip, like right over the shoulder. Two, one, Leafs. Uh, Sorelli tied it in between those two goals. Um, they then tie it again at 2-2. I forget who scored Tampa's second one. Do you remember? Was it not Corey Perry? No, it was not Corey Perry. It was, or did Darren Radish, Darren Radish scored the third goal to, to put yeah. them up. Um, anyway, moving on. The Leafs played one of the worst second periods they've had all year. The Leafs have always, like all year, that's been their period. They've won every second period, almost it seems, that they've played in. And uh, they lost that one. They played terrible. Uh, possession time, shots, shot attempts, they were just outgunned. Tampa really put on that championship hat and 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 started working, you know what I mean? And uh, Samsonov really held them in for, for a few there. 
So we go into the third period, and to be honest with you, Tampa kind of leafed. They played scared. They played like they were trying to not lose, not like they were trying to win the game. You know what I mean? You, you know what I'm talking about? The Leafs do it all the time, all the time, when they're up a goal or two, all the time. Well, the Leafs, uh, yeah, it was, it was a wonderful, wonderful goal by the factor, Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, it was also Mitch Marner's second point of the night, winning me a bet for $20. So that was awesome as well. But yeah, uh, Willie and Willie and Mitch just kind of passing it back and forth on the half wall. Really finally closes, puts it on net. Ryan O'Reilly on the rebound, kicks it to his stick, puts it under Vasilevsky's right arm. And there it is. We're going to overtime, baby. And boy, did I, I, oh, I, I reacted totally <laughs> calmly, actually. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. No, not calm at all. I reacted like a maniac. I cannot believe that after uh, Thursday night and last night, I can still talk. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> but I actually have a voice still. Um, I'm more surprised your shoulders are still in place. <laughs> yeah, man. I was selling hard after that Leafs game, too. That was a dominating, do- dominant victory. Um, but yeah. Overtime, Leafs honestly look pretty lethargic. But what always happens? The team that doesn't look the best scores. That happens all of the time, does it not? Like, yep. <clears throat> all the time. And, oh, uh, I, I, trust me. I'm, I'm a Habs fan. I've watched a lot of overtime where the Habs just get fucking pounded. And yeah, Harry after, Price did his thing. And then, yeah, trust me, yeah. I know. After about three heart attacks that I, I almost had that on, on Samsonov saves, like when Kucherov cut to the front of the net and went backhand there, I thought he was going shelf and I thought the game was over. Yeah. Um, but Samsonov makes the save. Um, and they go down, they get a they get an offensive zone draw. Ryan O'Reilly with a like as clean a face-off win as you could possibly win a face-off, right, to Morgan Riley. So that is apostrophe Riley to Riley. Who then skates to about the like maybe a couple feet above the hash marks, just down the half wall, flutters one on net. I think looking for a tip or or maybe a seeing eye shot that that goes through a screen, but there really wasn't a screen. Like I said, no. like Matthew Nyes was there, but he wasn't really in his eyes like at all. But puck goes in, and uh, again, I reacted totally appropriately, like any rational human would. And not screaming out and wake up every neighbor within a six-house radius on either side. (laughs) You mean six-block radius. Yeah, probably somewhere (laughs) like that. But, uh, yeah, limbs. Absolute limbs. What a hockey game. Um, Morgan Riley with gauze shoved up his nose from getting absolutely... Oh, I forgot to talk about that. Dude, that was crazy. That whole melee and, like, Austin Matthews and Steven Stamkos being the first two 60-goal scorers to ever fight each other. <laughs> okay, so let's start with what, what, what causes the melee. Is okay. Riley on point. Which uh, was called on the ice's five-minute major. We, we've talked about this just briefly this morning. But it was basically just so they could review it. Yes, Which that's think, why they called it a major. Because they, they can lower it if they see fit to a two, or they can take the penalty away completely. Yeah, so I think that was the right call to call five so they could review it, because it Me happened too. really quick, and it was just, you know, there was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it ends up getting completely called back, which I think 
I, like I, I, we said this morning, like, two, I think you could have called two for boarding and, you know, because it was, it was ugly, but like. It wasn't I'm a penalty also, though. Like there was, like Morgan barely even touched him. It was just. No, 100%. The perfect combination of Morgan Riley getting there and Point losing his balance and them going shoulder to shoulder. That's what happened in, in my eyes. Yeah, no, I like, like I said, I'm, I'm okay with them not calling the penalty, but I also could have seen if they had called, like just brought it from a five to a two like i would have understood that it was nothing malicious or crazy but you know so kucherov jumps morgan riley and like and from what i saw it looked like he broke his nose yeah I, and i will say like the hit looked bad like it it looked ugly and i definitely understand the tampa players wanting to to jump morgan riley for that especially on on a guy like Braden point but yeah so kucherov jumps him he gets what two or he got a double minor no, he got two and five because he ended up fighting Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Which, yeah. again, like weird, weird fight combinations. <laughs> so I watched Steve Dangle this morning, um, and he brought up the entire list of penalties. And do you know how the Leafs ended up with a power play out of all of that? It's ridiculous. It's absolutely so, absurd. Okay, so let, let, me, let me take a run at it here. So Matthews and Santos both got fives. So there, that's fine. You're saying Kucherov and O'Reilly got five, so that's fine. Two other guys, that, or there was another guy in the box for each team, and I forget who they were. But I feel like that was also offsetting. And then it was, I think, just two for whatever, like roughing or whatever they called Kucherov for going after Riley. No? <laughs> so it was... How, wait, how, cl- how close am I? How close am I? You're... Uh, like from what actually happened, that's what actually happened. You're actually like correct. But what did they call? Well, that's a different. That's a different story. That's a completely different story. Here, I gotta look up the box score. Least lightning box score. Because yeah, I feel like yeah, it was just like the three sets of offsetting, and then Kucherov gets the extra for. Yeah. No, it was right? Darren Radish for roughing Mitch Marner was the power play. <laughs> Like, excuse me? How does that... How? Where? What? Like, you can't be so serious. So you're saying Kucherov got nothing for going after Riley then? Because he just got no, the offsetting with... No, and what about Austin Matthews literally on cleanup duty, carrying around... He had three hockey sticks in his hands. He was just picking up all his teammates' sticks and bringing them to the bench while com- con- conversing with the ref. And Stamkos just grabs him by the jersey and starts punching him in the mouth. How is that not an instigate? Like, that is the definition of instigating a fight. Yeah. Like I said, Ava. Did you hear Keith's comments after the game? He's going to get fined, but did you hear what he said? Oh, oh, yeah. He's going to. And this is his second of the year, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be. That's going to be a fun one. Kyle Dubas is going to be paying. Kyle Dubas is going to be covering that one for him, though, 100%. Yeah. (laughs) Neither of them give a shit. Let's be honest. It's the Leafs. We have. We print money. But, so, uh, yeah, his comments about, you know, that being Tampa manipulating officials. Um, yeah, that's going to get him a fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He fully accused the referees of just being utterly manipulated by the by the lightning. And, I mean, like, he's he's not He's absolutely totally correct. wrong. <laughs> he's absolutely correct. That's exactly what Stamkos did. That's yeah. exactly what Stamkos I, I I'll take Austin Matthews off for five minutes plus. Stam- yeah, well, like, so, Matthews didn't even get his gloves off. I don't know how you call him for fighting on that play, honestly. I mean, like, 
my my guess is because he he swung whether he had his gloves on or off. I don't know if that may I actually roughing, don't know that's, in that's, the rule books if that makes that a what difference. Roughing is? I, that's the thing. I don't I don't actually know the distinction in the rules whether you need gloves off or on for a fight. Um but yeah, so anyway, so Keith's comments was basically that once Tampa realized they were going down a man, they could basically do whatever they wanted because the refs uh essentially didn't have the balls to call them on another penalty. Yeah, he's not wrong. No, he's absolutely correct. And like he's talking specifically about Stamkos mugging Austin Matthews for literally no reason. Like Austin Matthews was actually cleaning up sticks on the ice. Like that was what his purpose was at that moment. And then Stamkos mugs him. How is that not a penalty? Like I just I don't understand how you don't call that a penalty. And how Kucherov, or or what about Stamkos' original cross-check on Morgan Riley when he's on the ground after getting mugged by Kucherov immediately after the hit? So Kucherov mugs him, pounds him in the back of the head a couple times. And then there's no call on that either, by the way. (laughs) And then Stamkos cross-checks him right in the middle of the back. No call on that. While he's laying down face first on the ice injured from getting mugged by Kucherov. Yeah, no, no call on that. No call on Stamkos... Grabbing, like I said, grabbing Austin Matthews, who was holding hockey sticks, not fighting, not doing anything that would scream, I want to fight, and punching him in the mouth. No, that's not a call. Like, but Sam Lafferty's the one who gets fined for three grand this morning for cross checking Ross Colton, which so, was a so, fine. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like, but 100%. so the hell was everything else? <laughs> and, like, that, that's the thing that's, like, really, like, when I said earlier that I'm, 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 not able to argue the bias anymore because I'm like looking at that and I'm like, like yes, Lafferty that's a hundred percent a fine. You know you can't do that. I'm honestly surprised. It reminded me of Matthews on Darlene. I'm surprised he didn't get a suspension for it. Uh, just considering the way the Department of Player Safety works in regards to the Leafs, but like you know they have a dartboard. They just missed the suspension part. Well, here's the thing. I'm I'm starting to think it's not the fucking spin the wheel for the Leafs at this point, or the Leafs have their own separate wheel. Yeah, and it's just everything <laughs> times 10. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like where it would have been like one game, it's three games, or it would have been like, you know, a 5K fine, it's a game. Like, yeah. it's just... Yeah, just ramp it up. Take it to the next level, and that's what the Leafs get. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, a few things that are very, very important to note here. First thing, Mitch Marner is leading the playoffs with eight points right now. Two goals, six assists. That is exactly... Um, I would say surprising to not see McDavid anywhere near the top yet. Nope. No, he is not. But Mitch Marner is. Can't argue that. Yeah. John Tavares' hat trick in game two was also fantastic to see him step up, score a couple five-on-five goals. He's got like, we had like one in the last month of the regular season. He was scoring a ton, but it was all power play. Um, Morgan Riley. Remembered how to play hockey. <laughs> like, been very, very good, man. Four assists in game two, primaries on the first four goals. Jeez. Yeah, like, dog. Absolute <laughs> dog. Scores that goal last night, makes the hit on, on point that starts all of that nonsense, and probably rallies the boys, gives them some time to think. Austin Matthews and, and Ryan O'Reilly got to sit in the box for nine minutes is what they ended up staying there for. Half of the fucking period, by the way. Stamkos knew exactly what he was doing. 
I mean, to be fair, Stamkos also sat in there for nine minutes. So Yeah, yeah. I think if you're Tampa, you trade Stamkos for Matthews. Come on. <laughs> Come on. And Ryan O'Reilly, too. Come on. Come on. Also Kucherov, though. That's fair. But still, I, I, I trade those two for R2. If I'm Tampa, if I'm John Cooper, that's a good trade to make. I think I think I think it worked out fine for both teams. If Specifically, when you're defending a lead, that's a trade that you're willing to make. Kucherov isn't going to touch the ice defending a lead anyway. Lead okay. anyway, right? He's not a defender. He's terrible defensively. Stamkos is one thing I've noticed on a Stamkos this series. He can lay a body check still, man. Oh yeah, he is a big boy too. Like yeah, he's he's like, heavy. So- surprisingly heavy duty that guy yeah like for a guy who's like a 60 goal scorer he is tough and also made of glass <laughs> yeah and yeah he, he's tough like he's a he is very yeah. very tough other than when he's fucking injured all the time um but yeah morgan riley for all the nonsense that he made everybody say this year he, he was terrible all year we talked about it at length going into the playoffs i even said he should probably be playing third pairing minutes um he is making all of us look like a bunch of idiots man he has been on another he's taken it to another level and i guess that's the maturity like you you always hear you know you need older guys you need veterans in playoffs and it's like who cares how old they are if they're good hockey players are good hockey players Morgan Riley is showing what it means to be a veteran stepping up in the playoffs right now. That's exactly what he is doing. And it's so awesome. Like, I I just, I, I can't express, I, how did I explain it to Michaela? I was like, it's, it's just like the most refreshing thing to see. It's like when you get like a nice new, uh, like spring soap scent. Like, I don't know if you're a big Bath and Body Works guy. I'm a big Bath and Body Works I am, guy. I am not. So... You know, like like we have a new one at work right now. It's called like Lavender Waters. And like, you know, you just, when you get that and you're like, ah, oh, that's so nice. That's what it's like watching Morgan <laughs> Riley play the hockey that he's playing right now. It's just nice. Ah, it's amazing. It's beautiful. You went from the unscented soap to the, to the, the nice, fancy, smelly soaps. Is that, is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Exactly. It's just, he, it's like he saved up all of his good hockey for the playoffs. And I love it. Seven and a half million dollars is worth this playoff mo every time, every time. And his, that deal kicks it kicks in next year for eight years. So you better keep it up. Um, <laughs> but man, um, I got to give him his flowers. He's been to, to this point, him and Marner are battling for team MVP. And that's, that's something that's something to say. To be battling with the guy who's who's leading the team and or leading the league in, in playoff points. Man, step up and and another thing that needs to be pointed out is Ryan O'Reilly is the perfect addition to this hockey team. He truly is. It's where he wanted to come. He wanted to come play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I hope he resigns with my entire ba- being. I, I really do at a low contract. I think he will, similar to what Giordano did. Um, I, I just, I, not, I don't, I think he would like to stay, but I also think taking the, like, he's still too good to be taking the Giordano deal. Give it like a couple more years. I'm not talking the Giordano deal. I said like Giordano did, like he could probably net five mil on the open market. I'm talking, take a two, two and a half million dollar deal. No, that's, and, all and that's what I mean. No, but that's what I mean. Is like, I think 
he could still easily fetch that five mil and might still want to fetch that five mil, depending how this playoff run goes. But him and Mark Giordano has li- have literally earned the exact same amount of money throughout their careers. It's just under $70 million. I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be okay. And I think he's willing to bite that two and a half million dollars to stay on this hockey team because that's the best three centermen in the league. One, two, three. It's just that simple. And he knows that. The Leafs know that. And they're going to make something happen. I don't know if it's a one-year deal, two-year deal, three-year deal. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be on the cheap and it's going to get signed this summer. I'm telling you right now. Anyway, moving on. The factor was a factor, a big factor, huge factor. Like I said, as clean as you can win a face-off in overtime, he did that right back to Morgan Riley, and the rest is history. Uh, the game tire was just exactly what he's there for, man. Exactly what he's there for. And you know what? Game game two, he had some massive blocks, and it kind of gave everybody a heart attack just because the whole broken hand, and he looked hurt for a second. But, man, he's comes as advertised, man. Comes as advertised. He is a factor on both the defensive side of the game and the offensive side of the game. And he's been showing that for three fucking games. And it is just so refreshing, especially after like the Nick Felino deal. Like that. I was just about to bring that up. Like like, how how nice is, how nice is it to finally like get your trade deadline guy that everyone hypes you up about. And like, he actually fucking does something. (laughs) Oh, he's like I said, exactly as advertised. Like, He's he's amazing. His leadership, you can see it. Even the way, like, he's on a line with Matthew Nyes right now, and that is perfect for Matthew Nyes. That is perfect for Matthew Nyes. And that's a perfect segue into the conversation about that kid. Man, I, I'm sorry for doubting him ever. He is perfect for this team. He is unreal. I love that fucking guy so much. He looks like he's 12 years old, but like 6'5". <laughs> it's unreal. It's like his face is 12 years old, but he's like a monster. It's unreal. And his his ability to just strip pucks is like, he's almost got that like Willie Nylander, Mitch Marner ability to strip pucks, but he's huge. So it's a little bit easier for him to do. He's got a longer stick. He's just stronger than those guys. Well, maybe not Nylander. He's fucking grizzly bear, but like... Matthew Nyes, man, that patented, like, like he, so what he does is he cuts up the boards and then he cuts back under the goal line and he sends the defenseman flying that way every time. Like, I don't know, sooner or later they're going to stop falling for it and they're going to be like, that's what this kid's, like, signature move is. But he does it, then they haven't found out yet and they just, they go flying. And then he just cuts right to the middle of the net and he creates a scoring opportunity. He's done it, like, three times in, like, the six games that he's played. That's some elite talent right there to be able to do that in the nhl and to have the confidence to do that in the nhl you were literally in college like a month ago (laughs) what i will say is like i haven't been able to so i don't watch a lot of the leafs right so i'm not overly familiar with lineup but i'm not able to like pick him out and be like oh like that's the new guy you know what i mean like he, he just he looks like he fits right in in game two, I believe chances while he was on the ice or his line was on the ice, which is him, O'Reilly, and Achari, chances were 21 to 1 for the Leafs while they were on the ice. And that's partially O'Reilly being the factor that he is and Achari being a monster himself. But Matthew Nyes contributes to that heavily. And he just looks so not out of place. And that's what you worry about, right? Like a young kid coming in, 
especially like he played three regular season games. You don't know what you're going to get. And it sucks that it was, it's because Bunting got suspended, but I'm sorry, Michael, I don't see where he fits back into the lineup right now. I just don't. You're not messing with the first line of Matthews, Yarn, Croak, and Marner because they, they can cook. We know they can cook. Keith trusts Kerfoot like literally the president trusts the Secret Service. I don't I don't understand where the trust comes from. It's just consistently blah hockey from Alec. But anyway, moving on. He's on a line with John Tavares and William Nylander. That's going to stay the way it is. None of those guys are coming out. You're not touching the third line right now. You're not touching the third line right now. They are probably the Leafs' best line through three games, I would say, as a whole. They just bring energy every time they step on the ice. The kid, O'Reilly, and Achari's just a wrecking ball out there. It's it's unreal. It's it's a perfect third line for playoff hockey. It truly is. The new kid that nobody knows how to defend yet, Ryan O'Reilly, and a wrecking ball. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And the fourth line, I don't think you can touch either. They had a really, really bad game one. I'll give you that. Game two... They dominated every time they touched the ice. David Camp, um, Sam Lafferty, and Zach Aston Reese. Aston Reese had a goal in game two. Perfect four-check fourth line goal. That's exactly what you need out of that line, right? So, and that line serves a purpose, and that is pressure, 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 four-check, back-check, four-check, back-check off the ice, right? That's what they do. That's what they do. And hit everything that moves. (laughs) And hit everything that moves, exactly. And strip the puck from everything that moves if you're David Camp and you don't like to hit guys. That's right. Like, that's what they do. Zach Aston Reese is another little wrecking ball out there. Sam Lafferty. If he, anybody comes out, it's going to be Sam Lafferty. But I argue that Sam Lafferty is better at playing that fourth line role than Michael Bunting would be. Honestly, that's not what Michael Bunting's there for. And I saw some arguments. Michael Bunting, and it's fair, he was the fifth high, highest scoring Leaf this year. But that's a product of your environment. That's not a product of Michael Bunting. You put Matthew Nyes there, I'll bet you he doubles those points. Seriously. Like... You know, so I don't know. I don't see where I I just don't see where Bunting's going to fit back into the lineup. I think Keith will put him there. They have a long history together, Keith and Bunting. Uh, But first, because I don't know if I can trust him right now in a series this tight. And second, I I just don't see a spot for him. Like, where would you put him? I don't I there's no clear answer. Who comes out of the lineup? Yeah, Who comes out of the lineup? I don't think you really can take anybody out of the lineup right now they've all looked all four lines have looked very very good for certain time periods in this series uh nice is not coming out if you think matthew nice is like i said taking him out right now the way that he is playing and the surprising defensive responsibility that he is showing for a kid it's a fireable offense you take him out i'm dead serious that's like if the if the habs took out caulfield during your run like that would just be pardon we did a couple times that's insane yeah, I know. Well, I know. And the other thing, but I guess the difference there between Caulfield and Nyes, because they're both very, very good college hockey players that made the jump right at the last, like, last little bit of the season, right? Yeah. Matthew Nyes is like 6'4", 220, man. He's not... But Cole Caulfield is not. <laughs> he's like built like, he's not built like a kid. Like, he could take the wear and tear of playoff hockey. He's got young bones. He just brings right back. You can break his leg. He'll be better in a week. Like... You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I just, I, I don't see where Bunting comes in. I'm sorry, Liljegren, but this is just, this is too tough of a series for Liljegren to be in right now. I think, uh, because you're not taking Luke Shen out. Luke Shen is like a security guard. 
and like the best kind of security guard. Like, want to know what the Leafs have never had that they had last night? They had the guy like after that uh, Riley and point incident, he was just sitting right in front of Ray Ferraro, who was calling it for ESPN or whoever was in the in the in, in between yeah. the benches there, standing right there, just literally like on guard, like a bouncer at a bar in front of the Leafs bench. It was crazy. Like nobody's ever done that for the Leafs. Like you know what I mean? That's they've never had that guy who's literally a sheriff. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's what he did. And he took some abuse. He, he Janot said he wants to go again. He said, Shannon, we're going again. And hopefully they do go again at some point when the Leafs are blowing Tampa out again, hopefully maybe next game. We'll see. But uh, yeah, Maroon's giving it to him. Perry's giving it to him. Hagel's giving it to him. And Shen's just like, I will beat the shit out of all of you at the same time. Like all of you, seriously. And I believe him. He, he's not scared. He, that, that's what Luke Shen is there for. And you're not taking him out of the lineup. So, Liljegren, you're not getting in for him. Justin Hole, yeah, he was on for, like, six goals against in game one. That was tough. <laughs> so, but so, the whole so team, were half the Leafs. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the whole team played like shit. Let's, let's call it what it is. The whole team played like absolute garbage in game one. They did not show up. That was not the hockey team that we watched play all year. Um, but after that, like, game two, Justin Hole had... Four or five, six, maybe massive, massive blocks on the penalty kill, uh, on some huge kills that needed to be made early in game two. So, I don't know. The lineup to me looks looks exactly like it needs to look. Like I said, Samsonov last night, thirty six out of thirty nine, and he's Russian. He literally just like doesn't care if he has a bad game. He's like, yeah, whatever. I'd be better next game. It's it's hilarious. He's got like just. It's like he's got. They're, like it's just like he's nothing in there <laughs> you know what i mean he just like oh whatever <laughs> it's crazy I, th- I think i think you need that as a goalie not not even just like a russian thing like you just need that as a goalie to be able to just like with like horn goes end of the game on to the next like just, whether yeah. it's good or bad yeah yeah it's crazy I, I do i do have a question about Liljegren. so you're saying like you know the the playoffs are tough physical big hockey and you're saying it's too much for him. Like, at what point do you bring him in? Like, I don't what think point... it, No, I don't think it's too much for him. I just think that we need the guys that are currently in the lineup in the lineup to compete in in a scrappy series like this is. Like, Justin Hole dropped the mitts with Corey Perry the other night. He got his ass kicked. He got his ass handed to him. But he did. He dropped the mitts with Corey Perry. That's huge. Right? Uh, Luke Shen dropped the mitts with Tanner Janot. He turned his hand. It looked like somebody had swiped at a ham with a knife a couple of times. That's what his hand looked like. Um, you know, Giordano. Giordano fought Bogosian and landed a couple of haymakers. You're not taking those monsters out of the lineup, guys. Who are going to do? Timothy Lilgren is not doing any of that. That's not his game, right? No, no. I was, I was just curious. This is like you know, at some point he needs this playoff experience if he's going to get better right you know there's no point you can be a great regular season player but if you can't play in the playoffs then like no but we've you know seen I mean? it before man you need mutants on your back end in the playoffs oh, you, yeah. ju- you need absolute mutants and that is not what Tim- timothy lilligren is until he can develop into being a guy like morgan riley on morgan riley's level and play the way that morgan riley is he'll probably see very very scarce ice time in the playoffs and it's just that simple it's unfortunate, but it's true. 
I was just just checking in on that. He's curious. Yep, and you know I love Timothy Lilligan. You know I love. Yeah, him. I know you do. But I just I don't think that. It's not that I don't think he should be in this series. I just there's again similar to Bunting. Who are you taking out? You know, that's what it is. Well, who are you going to take out then? Because you're not taking out Shen. He's literally, if Shen isn't dressed, Tampa Bay is going to take a lot more liberties. A lot more liberties. Not that they haven't been taking them already, but you know what I'm saying when I say, like, they're going to... Yeah, it would, it would be way worse without him. Yeah, so you're not taking Shen out. That's who would come out for him, I would imagine. You're not taking Hole out. He hasn't taken Hole out all year. Take him out for a couple games as a healthy. Why would? What makes you think he's coming out now? So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think Lily Green plays in this series anyway. We'll see uh, what happens moving forward. Maybe against a little bit of a because let's be honest, Tampa's gone to the Stanley Cup three years in a row here. Leafs beat Tampa. I think anything is on the table. Like they can beat Boston if Boston beats Florida. They can beat Florida. If Florida beats Boston. They can beat anybody if they can beat Tampa. That's that's the way I feel. Uh, Edmonton looks vulnerable. If we're talking about teams that they might meet in a final if they get there, Edmonton looks vulnerable. Colorado's lost to Seattle. Everybody looks vulnerable right now. Let's be honest. Um, and one last point that I want to make here that's very, very important and I think is going to be a difference maker in this series. Um, the Leafs haven't stolen a game since 2017 against the Capitals in the playoffs. They haven't won a game that they they probably shouldn't have since, like, it's been six years straight of not stealing a single fucking hockey game. That's honestly incredible if you think about it. I mean, they they haven't played very many playoff games in that stretch. Like, it's they've only been this. played in the playoffs seven games every year. They've played, like, what is that, 30? 30-odd games, yeah. 40, pardon? It's like 30-odd games. 42. Six times seven is 42. Yeah. Well, I guess this would well, be... So, yeah, yeah. This year, so... So it's like 35, 36 games. Yeah. Anyway. So, the reason I think that's huge is because they're not going to have to steal that many games. So if you can take that in a game that you shouldn't win... And you win all the games that you should win. Well, you're putting yourself in a much better spot than you were last year or the year before or the year before. So on. I just, I think that getting that, like, you know what I mean? Like, ripping the game from, from like, Vasilevsky had a poor game. Samsonov made a couple saves he probably shouldn't have made. And you scored on opportunities when Tampa didn't. And that's just kind of how it went. It's not that you outplayed Tampa. You just... You got lucky almost, and uh, I'm okay with that. We needed that. I really think we needed that. I think we needed the loss in game one. I think we needed to get smacked to wake the fuck up, to be completely honest with you. That's that's what was my feelings after that shellacking that Tampa laid on us in, in game one in our home barn. I was like, you know what? I think they needed that, and I think I was right because they've looked pretty good ever since. Uh, not really last night, but again, got to <laughs> steal one. Well, here's the thing, Dave. They don't uh, they don't keep a track of how pretty your wins are in the playoffs. You just need 16 of them. Yep, and there's no when you go to overtime too. When uh, there's no loser point. Nope. 
No, it's wins or losses. And last night was one. So that's uh, that's about all I have. To, I, I'm very, very happy you let me go on for like an hour here, but. Just under, but yeah, I, I figured we'd, we'd change up the format to, to give you the, uh, to give you the free range to do, to do yeah, say I, as you please today. Give me, give me the runway, eh? Yeah. Well, I figure, I figure for the playoffs, at least while the Leafs are playing makes sense. There's yeah. no point of you doing that and us having 10 minutes to cram everything else in. So I like this a little better for us. Gives you that freedom. Uh, I like just sitting and inter- interjecting when I, when I feel like it. And uh, we have puck drop in about 60 seconds in the Carolina Islanders game. There's nothing better than playoff hockey. Let's finish this episode by saying that. Literally nothing. Hockey, for whatever reason, playoff hockey is literally the most electric sport, like, ever. ever. Like, it just, it gets so intense. And it's awesome to see it because it seems like fans of other sports recognize that. And come playoff time, I always hear if you're not a hockey fan, you should still be watching playoff hockey because it is just oh. on another level. The brutality, the intensity, the physicality, the momentum shifts. It's just unreal. The hating the referees, the loving <laughs> your team, the hating the other team, the bad hits, the fall, oh, the suspensions. It's just, it's amazing. The fighting. Like, Austin it Matthews is. had his first career fight last night. He's been in the league since 2015, first, or 2016, first career fight, man. That is awesome. That is awesome. It's the playoffs is everything we love about hockey cranked up to 15. Yeah. It's just there's nothing better in the entire world than playoff hockey. You just like, you, you're so into it. It's it, you can't look away because something is always happening. There's a big hit, there's a beautiful scoring opportunity with a big save or a beautiful goal. It's just it's electric. I, I I just I love every second of it. I I don't know. Absolutely, absolutely, Abe. Oh man, to that like that's my religion right there. <laughs> and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Anyway, that's about all I have to say today. We will be back next Sunday. Um, I'm choked. I am leaving at six in the morning for Nashville. I have to fly to Nashville so I can watch this game at seven p.m. Yeah, I'm bringing my laptop. And I'm yeah. gonna definitely legally stream it because I can do that. 100. <laughs> percent Yes. All right. But yeah, your trip to Nashville doesn't affect bitter rivals, right? No, I will be back uh, driving home on Friday, so we will Her. get an episode in on Sunday. I don't know if it'll be as detailed as today because I was obviously very intensely watching every single game uh, this week. And I don't know if I will have the opportunity to do so this coming week, but we'll see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to listening me. Thank you for listening to me ramble on about the Leafs and and how fantastic and elated I was last night. Pure organic joy. Um, we will talk to you next next Sunday. Hopefully, uh, we have some good results to speak of, and. Uh, We'll give you a little recap of the rest of the playoffs as well. As we just said, I'm been watching every game. I know Catano has, I have as well. Um, thank you to the game entertainment and media. Uh, go give everything else on the platform a listen. If you haven't already, give us a follow on social media, Instagram and Twitter. And thanks again for listening. It's all below. Yes, right there. Uh, thanks again for listening. We will talk to you next week for episode 94.